Welcome to our reality, everyone. I don't know why you're here, but I'm glad you are because tonight we are going to be going over the latest Big Brother 22, Big Brother All-Stars episode that aired tonight. We're going over the veto. We're going over the veto ceremony. We're going over Memphis's choice of uh, denim wear. I don't know. Well, I'm, I'm sure we'll talk about that, but it's probably not going to be a main focal point. We will talk about Memphis, though, but we're going to go over everything that happened in this episode. And after that, we're going to go into a little bit more of live feed spoiler territory. But I mean, it's Wednesday night. What have you not already been spoiled uh, out of? You know, we're going to go over everything and probably spoil you as well. I take back everything I said before about not spoiling you. We're spoiling <laughs> you. Um, <laughs> we're out, We are without Roxy Hoppin tonight, uh, unfortunately, which is like, I mean, I can't get you guys in the same place all at once now. It's like, you're, we're, we're here. Unfortunately and, for who? Because I'm glad I'm not going to have to scream. Listen, when Roxy was here just without you the last time, I had I gave her a horrible intro. So I don't know. You can't talk right now. You can't talk. Okay. Uh, but with me, usually almost always, is the Daniel Icon Brown. I don't think I haven't had to just introduce you in a long time, which is that's what it's we were discussing. Been, I don't think we've done this by ourselves a, a long time. Yeah. I mean, at least a year, maybe two years if that, yeah. but, uh, we have the chat open. We are live. Um, if you are watching us here, if you're watching us, um, oh, I guess I'm not doing Periscope tonight. Oh, well, but we also are streaming on Twitch. Now, if you want to hit up my Twitch, it's at spicy Barrett. So if you want to find us there too, if that's your preferred way of watching us go for it, but I'm only looking at the chat on YouTube tonight. So hello everyone. Hey, Brett. Hey, JJ. Uh, hey, big sissy. Can I call you big sissy? Hello, Caitlin, Lucas, Damon, uh, Zingbots. Um, all right, let's get into it. We've got, <laughs> uh, the chat kills me already early on in the podcast. <laughs> Uh, okay. Moving on into the episode tonight. I feel like this was, um, a really dry episode. Like, I think, I feel like we've had three dry We're episodes horrible. in a row. It was, it was really bad one because I feel like the edit was so not misleading. Yeah. Misleading one, but so not on the side that I think the fandom is on, which is, uh, everyone kind of going after Janelle, no matter what happens. Uh, especially Nicole, we got a little bit of that tonight because the episode tonight was really, kind of the pinning of two backdoor options. You have one side, or I should say pretty much everyone uh, besides Nicole, <laughs> essentially being like, we should put Janelle up there. And then you have Janelle and Kaser being like, you should put Nicole F up there as a backdoor. And Memphis mm -hmm. is just saying, no, 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 no to you, no to you. Uh, and then we have that end with Danny really trying to push him uh, to backdoor. Uh, Janelle and Memphis is like, no, it's week two. You're not going to tell me what to do on my HOH. Uh, mm -hmm. And that, which is what, which is fine for us as fans, I think, uh, because obviously he's not going to pull Janelle and Kaser up. Um, right. But obviously this is, I, it's, it's kind of a balance game at this point is Memphis's HOH right now that we're at the end of the week. Was it successful? Was it not successful? Uh, where does where do people view him going forward in this game? And did he distract everyone enough to pick out bigger targets uh, for next week's HOH for whoever that may be? Well, I think that on like a game level, uh, he made maybe the right move. I think probably taking out Kevin would have been smarter for his game, considering literally all last week Kevin's campaign was I don't like Memphis. I'd target Memphis if I stayed, and then. That information never got back to him somehow and it's probably because he went on this like crazy power trip but um yeah my main problem with tonight's episode is correct me if i'm wrong barrett 
but did you get from this episode that the heroes or the underdogs of this episode were the majority alliance that were trying not to get backdoored? Yes. And I did not realize it until about halfway through because once you saw no, more of Nicole F's DRs, I was just like, wait a minute. She's not, they're not making her out to be like this cry whiny oh janelle's going after me what is janelle saying about me person that she's been all week so yes they definitely did make her side look more like the heroes i don't know how they did that though like i don't know how they could do that it's just janelle and caser versus everyone else i mean obviously this episode did not extend on how much uh janelle and caser really enjoy nicole anthony or how much they are trying to vouch for her and trying to get these votes for her like we're seeing on the live feeds and this episode also didn't get into at all nicole's nicole anthony's distaste for janelle and caser and that whole paranoia which we have to talk about a ton tonight because it's a thing that's happening Mm -hmm. on the feeds as we speak as we're doing this live i just feel like they did a horrible job at really kind of selling the dynamic in that house right now which is essentially janellacy uh and now that that term is officially big brother canon because the big brother twitter actually tweeted it uh or replied to someone's tweet and said janellacy is real but it's like they didn't show that in the episode (laughs) so i don't know where they're really coming from with it uh um see the thing is i was thinking about this like if i'm on the whatever you call the story producer or the editing of the show and i'm thinking hmm this is all stars i want my viewers to actually like want to finish watching this season janelle and Kesa are most likely going next week anyways so they're gonna have to deal with these other people for a very long time i have to make them likable so that everyone will keep watching them that's the only thing that makes sense in my head but still i don't know why we couldn't have got cut ian's little alien <laughs> thing that went on way too long cut that in half cut out Kevin sperm story fighting for eggs and tell us about Janelle. That is the worst thing you've ever said. (laughs) I don't care. Like I I, like the the edit, like it, it baffled me like how out of order and place everything was. And the veto comp was like super boring to watch. Like the survivor, basically the same style of competition is like, you're holding something for a very long time, but I'm so much more interested in like the survivor one. So I don't know like what the disconnect is with like big brother, but um, it was like all horrible. This episode was just really bad and it pissed me off. Yeah. It's, it was. And I think the worst thing that um, anybody uh, creating the show could do is give an edit that doesn't accurately represent what's going on in that house <laughs> at all. And I feel like the feeds in the show were two different things as far as I was concerned tonight. Um, and yeah, you're, you're right. We talked about this beforehand. They filled up so much time with just, uh, you know, Enzo talking about his kids and <laughs> they called it Kevin's sperm story, whatever. <laughs> we could call it whatever. Kevin's sperm. And, um, and then tw- what felt like 20 minutes on Ian's punishment, which is just like, that's cool. We didn't have to be shown every single scene that he performed all throughout the night. Uh, right. and especially didn't need it for the, the veto meeting, but I've, we knew that was going to happen. Uh, I just, it it felt so stale and it just felt like they were just thinking, you know what, this is kind of a waste week. We have Nicole, Anthony and David on the block and they essentially haven't brought anything to this game so far. Uh, and that's Mm. true 
but I feel like the most interesting things uh, in this game have come in the pa- or in this week, I should say, have come in the past two days, and that's what I want to get more into. But there's still yeah. stuff in the episode tonight that I feel like we could point out and kind of dive into a little bit. Obviously, one of those things is the veto competition uh, because we were talking about this in our last live feed update, but this veto competition was not tailored to people who don't have, you know, this gripping forearm strength because we have the veto competition. That's the, the all starry night or whatever it was called, uh, where they have to stand in the middle of this platform and hold two poles and balance this ball, uh, in the middle of a disc. And it's just like, of course, Nicole Anthony's not going to be able to do that. Like, no. Why would of she be able any to? Woman. Of course, any woman. And that's the problem with, like, modern competitions is they are so heavily tailored to these, like, the, it's the challenge at this point. Like, it's MTV's the challenge. Like, that's what you get when you turn into a Big Brother competition where it makes the gameplay so much worse. It encourages, like, majority alliances. And not only does it encourage the majority alliances, it encourages the same type of people to be in those majority alliances each season because they're the people who win the competitions each year. So every season, I feel like I've watched this season, like, five times the past five years. Like, that's, it's just so repetitive and, like, predictable and horrible. (sighs) Yeah, and, I mean, obviously, um, this competition didn't last long at all. Uh, which is needed for oh, them right. because it it didn't it didn't start until two a.m. my time, three a.m. your time, uh, and I I had I only saw who won because I happened to wake up at like six a.m. the next morning uh, and just checked my phone real quick and saw that Memphis won, uh, but right. it was just frustrating to watch, uh, especially someone like Nicole Anthony go out on such a BS competition that has that that is not fairly balanced for everyone. I feel like it was. It feels like we're watching Jackson and Mickey dirt at the very end of VB twenty one again. Why as did far they have as to like, wait the balls? Why did like what was the big like the, the competition could have easily been done on a level playing field if the ball wasn't like as heavy as it was? Because I know in the episode it didn't go into depth, but for those who didn't know, the ball was like fifteen pounds or like something ridiculous like that, and the board was super heavy. Like why couldn't they have just like uh, got a smaller board and just had them hold it under their hand? And if the ball fell off, you lost. And the ball weighed like a pound. Like what? <laughs> it, it could have been so easily like solved and like made easy. But of course, Grodner. <laughs> it's just Grodner. That's all I need to say is Grodner. Uh, I, I want to point out real quick because I don't want to talk about the veto too much because it was, I mean, it, they tried to make it sound, they tried to make it look like it was going on for a really long time, but <laughs> oh, <laughs> then like towards the tail end, they finally showed the time and it was like 16 minutes. And you're just like, oh. Well, this isn't <laughs> this isn't good well, at all. Not, but the first three people got out within like the first like minute or two. Yeah. So like Nicole Franzel, like it was the show, like what they showed was longer than what Nicole Franzel stayed in the comp for. <laughs> she got out at like thirty six seconds or what was it? And Can you she imagine? was on the screen for like two minutes. <laughs> so I, I wouldn't like, be oh, shocked wait. if they just sent Nicole Anthony back up on our platform because like we need to get can we get more angles of you doing this because you did not do it long enough the first time. <laughs> right. <laughs> Uh, and so, uh, I, I guess another thing I want to point out is just a little fun tidbit that we found out on the feeds is that David, uh, talking to his ball or yelling at his ball, as we saw tonight on the episode was apparently a little bit more aggressive than the, the show made it seem to be. There's this conversation with Davon and Bailey where, um, Davon was like, yeah. And he, 
I asked him like, what were you saying to the ball? Like, <laughs> what were you doing over there? And he was just like, I was just, you know, I was saying, you're my bitch. You're my bitch. You're my bitch. <laughs> and David was like, David, it's just a ball. <laughs> <laughs> Which I thought was a nice, interesting thing. I wish they kind of would have showed that part. Like, I don't care if they had bleeped it out. I think that would have been really funny just to have in the episode itself. Instead, we got the, huh, <laughs> and Whatever Memphis is like, that. you're not going to scare me by screaming. You're not going to alarm right. me. I'm the one who scares people when I hop out of the DR and enter a room, you know, because that's Memphis's <laughs> shtick besides being a douche, I guess. I don't know. Right. He plays into it. Um, <laughs> I don't know. I, I feel like the big thing with Memphis is that uh, I don't know how well he played this week because I think if he would have taken that shot at Janelle and Kaser, I I. I don't know if it's smarter for him not to or to do it. I think it's smarter for him not to do it because obviously he still has the trust of Janelle right. and Kaser and he still doesn't have the distrust of everyone else. Everyone else is just now kind of like Memphis isn't the best Alliance member. It's not like they're saying, you know what? We should go after Memphis because they still have Janelle and Kaser in the house. And so I feel like this will play off well for Memphis if things kind of just go chaotic next week. And then people uh-huh. will totally forget that he ever just did not listen to anyone in his HOH. Well, well see, the thing is, is like I, we touched on it in the last podcast I was on. I can't remember if there was like there was one. The last one I was not on or was I? I can't remember. But the last podcast I talked on, um, I think it was a smart move. However, I don't think the option should be target Janelle Kaser or target um, Nicole Anthony David. It should be there's a middle option, which is. Go with your original targets of Nicole Anthony and David, but don't tell your alliance that Janelle and Kaser want to target them. Like, he could have easily, like, saved so much face with his alliance by just not revealing that information, and it would have never gotten out. And then next week, if Janelle wins HOH or Kaser, just have a shocked face at the nomination ceremony. Like, that's literally all he had to do. But he has a big mouth, and I guess trust Cody a little bit too much. Right. Um, so I yeah. I think a plus of telling his alliance members that Janelle has kind of clocked four of them, and we saw that tonight all play out on the episode of Janelle kind of being like, you know, there's Danny and there's Cody and there's Nicole and then there's Tyler, and those are the four that are mm-hmm. definitely together. Um, and he goes and tells them about it, and I feel like that really plays well for him if he knows how paranoid that was going to make all of them, which it has. Cody's losing his mind every day in this house right now because mm-hmm. of Janelle and Kaser and Davon all plotting everything. Cause he thinks like, he's like, I'm way more, I'm so important. Like they think I'm the, like, I'm the head of the snake. They think I am like, they're coming after me. They're definitely coming after me, which Kaser absolutely wants to. I think he, he sees Cody as like probably the number one person in this house. He, he <laughs> he's talking to Janelle and just like, I don't care if I burn this house down, I'm getting Cody the F out of here. You know, like I, it's fine. <laughs> Uh, and Janelle's like, you have to stop. Like, you have to calm down, please. <laughs> yeah. And uh, then Nicole, uh, Janelle's also like, Kaser, like, yeah, I know, like, we agreed on targeting Cody, but ugh, Nicole F, like, I'm going to win each way. I'm put the bitch on the block. <laughs> like, old Janelle starts, like, seeping through a little bit. And she, I'm like, give me more. We've almost me gone more. full Janelle, full OG Janelle. <laughs> and I keep telling you, she's not going to be the full Janelle like you want her to be. But now, every now when I'm watching her, I'm like, it might come out. It, it might. Like I know, it, I know she has children. Like little, yeah, it comes out little bits at a time, and then I feel like she reels it back in. But it's there. She's yeah. still there. I just need. We need her to just forget for half a second that she has children that are watching, 
you know like <laughs> right. as long as she forgets that maybe it'll just she'll go full throttle and i want it to happen but mm -hmm. i feel like um and this is partly the reason why nicole anthony has so much distrust in her at the moment well maybe not anymore as you know we were watching the feeds before this even started and that's kind of getting patched up at the moment but for the most part this week nicole anthony having distrust in janelle and caser uh, is largely uh, due to Janelle not actively being vocal uh, with other people, uh, mainly because she wants her and Kaser to keep a low profile. But at the same time, she is vouching for Nicole. She's going up to Memphis's room. She's trying to get votes with other people. And Nicole just hasn't seen that in action uh, as much as I think she wants to. But I don't know. I feel like with Nicole in her... I, should we save this? I don't know. I feel like I'm about to go off on a big tangent about Nicole and Janelle and their distrust or and the kind of Nicole's uh, distrust towards Janelle. I don't know. I mean, we're bound to get into lifey talk anyways. I mean, this episode was horrible. So if you just want to like, <laughs> do the rest of the episode, what a good recap. Aren't we the best recappers <laughs> guys? This episode is horrible. Let's talk about something else now. No, I'll save I mean, it a little bit. There's, there's other things in this episode that we can go okay, into a little bit. We saw, um, I, I saw a question earlier. Um, from Robbie, I think I think I think that's I think that's how I pronounce your name in chat. Robbie, Rob, I don't know, Robbie. I I hope it's one of those. Robbie. Yes. Okay, Robbie. <laughs> Robbie, like our mispronunciation of uh, Obi, which is Obi. So, Rob, I'm gonna go with Robbie. Correct me if I'm wrong. Uh, but uh, they asked, "What do you think of David?" I don't feel like he knows how to play the game, and I would you I would tend to, I would tend to agree with you, Daniel. Do you agree that David does not know how to play the game? I am going to co-sign that David does not know how to play. <laughs> we have seen that. And it's like, now that he's pinned up against the wall, you know, we had those moments where we're like, okay, maybe we can see something from David because he's like, I'm coming after Memphis. Like I'm going to show him who's boss. We really felt for David when Memphis was just really just intentionally going after him saying, you know, you're a have not, you're on the block. Just uh, like every single thing that Memphis should not be doing. But I mean, if he wants to play up in the villain role, that's fine. And we saw it tonight, David crying. We saw Tyler comforting him. David's the underdog in this situation. He's got to prove himself in the game, but he just can't. He doesn't know how to play the game at all. Well, I'm going to give I'm gonna give David credit where credit's due. I think he did a really good job after the nomination ceremony, like that day or so. He really played like the pity card, and it was definitely strategy, at least on like half of the conversations he was having, because he was, I'm like so shook that we did not get him hugging Cody and then like smirking in the camera like that's I, that that didn't make the edit but freaking let me not let me not go on that tangent again but <laughs> he was doing really well yeah. um making people feel bad for him and really set the cards up against Nicole right from the jump after the nomination ceremony so um he's good at like the I guess emotional part of the game because I feel like he does come off as genuine he's horrible with the strategy like absolutely terrible yeah with choosing what words to use when to use them um his conversations like horrible but like as where his strong suit is is definitely that like talking one-to-one -one on like a non-game level and developing that emotional pull 
Yeah, he's very good at that, and that's where the fake crying comes into play. And we did see a moment on the live feeds where he did fake cry with Cody and had that smirk that you just talked about after Cody left the room. And I'm disappointed. Like, I don't know how many of those like moments were genuine. I'm sure his moment with Nicole that we saw on tonight's episode was absolutely genuine. And his moment mm -hmm. where he's crying in the DR after his conversation with Cody is good because David didn't have anyone that supported him in the game last year, and he had to watch for an entire month uh, while everyone just schemed around him. And as he was specifically told uh, by Jack that no one was going to talk game with him. And so it's just like a really coming from a really horrible season. It's the same thing with Nicole Anthony. It just, I, I feel like that resonates into this season a lot. And, um, but at the same time, I was kind of thinking last night, you know, maybe, maybe David would have been better off if someone told him that he couldn't talk game with anyone again this year. Maybe he would have been better off. I don't know. <laughs> Take he, Jack's advice. Yeah, no one talks to camp comeback members ever for the rest of the Big Brother. Eternity. Honestly, like if Jack walked into the house and told everyone that they couldn't talk game with David, David might have been better off this week. I don't know uh, because David, once he felt like he had the votes, uh, he that's when he started playing horribly, and because <laughs> he, he he thinks that he's safe and he gets a little bit cocky and he thinks that Davon is going out of her way to kind of gather these votes for him. And he's telling Davon, you know, you got to stop. You got to stop doing this, which is like, are you mm -hmm. kidding me? Are you are you kidding me right now? Meanwhile, Janelle's trying to get every vote she can for Nicole. And Nicole is kind of going to everyone and being like, oh, I hate Janelle. And so everyone's kind of in their mind just kind of thinking, well, maybe, I don't know. I don't know how much of a vote uh, for Janelle that Nicole is at this point. Maybe we should consider something. But meanwhile, right. David is over here and we're going to get into it anyway. Davon hears from Kaser that there might be an all-guys alliance. Uh, not all the guys, but an alliance full of some of the guys. Uh, <laughs> and so she goes to David and is like, uh, are you in an all-guys alliance by any chance? And David's just like, what? <laughs> he's like, he he's shuts like, down. He's, he's like, um... You see, um, how do how do I work? The thing this? the um, thing about alliances is, uh, yeah, no. and um, you know, definitely have had conversations, and uh, <laughs> how how much do I want to say right now, like horrible, like and Dave Bonds, they're like David, um, what is? Uh, He's like, you're good, but you're good. Don't worry about it. You're yes, but you're you're good with one of them. Like you're like you're fine. Like, it's just safeguards. I'm just trying to protect you and Bailey. Like, that's why I'm in the guy's alliance. And the whole time I'm thinking, what, since when is David in the guy's alliance? <laughs> I know. <laughs> I was like, wait a damn minute. Like, did I miss something? Like, honestly, it would not surprise me if we forget a alliance that has been formed over the past two weeks right. in the Big Brother 22 house because there are plenty to go around. But I didn't recall, like, an all-male alliance outside of, like, the, like, two men working together and, like, that kind of thing the commission or right we have we have this cody whatever. in memphis thing we have a cody and enzo thing we have a mm -hmm. tyler and david thing like the david's guys alliance was just tyler as far as right. i was concerned and so when he said that i was like did i miss something but no i don't think we missed anything i don't think david was in an alliance at all and he's had moments where he's had enzo and cody just be like yeah we got your back you know we gotta we gotta stick together and I think it just boils down to that David doesn't exactly know what an alliance is. <laughs> like, I think in his mind, he's like, it's a group of people that says they got each other's back. I don't think he, he hasn't watched enough Big Brother to realize that an alliance is when everyone gets into a room and makes up a goofy name for what they're going to call themselves and then disperse. Like, that's what an alliance is. Uh, but so this completely messed things up for David because now Davon is thinking, 
oh my God, there's been the guys alliance this entire time. Kaser is right. It's going to be a guy versus girl thing. That's why Cody nominated two women last week. You know, we've got, we have all these theories that are coming about because of this and Janelle and Kaser are freaking out because they think there's this guy's alliance. Now they're like, we're right. You know, we are just out of the loop on everything, which Janelle already got a hint of when Danny tried to make this, you know, four person alliance with, or five person alliance with Janelle herself, Nicole, Cody, and Tyler just confirming that the Janelle being suspicious of those four people working together was exactly true because they are working mm. together right. and everything, everything from there just spiraled. And now we're here today and it's like most of the feeds have just been a lot of like Janelle slander and <laughs> just Janelle causes mm-hmm. this and Janelle causes that. And they're doing it mostly because they're trying to get Nicole Anthony to like not see that Janelle is trying to fight for her in this game uh, cause they keep some people and they're kind of messing up by doing it because you have some people going to Nicole and being like, Janelle is like, really like, she's pushing for you to stay. Like she's trying to get the votes. And then Janelle, and that makes Nicole Anthony go like, really? Is she, is she actually? And, but then other people are trying to do the opposite thing and be like, no, she doesn't care about you, Nicole. Uh, I hate to break it to you, Janelle. Mm-hmm. She sets you up from the start. As soon as Memphis won that issue, she, she went up and sold you out. Her. Yeah. You're just a number. You're she's using you. She's emotionally manipulating you. She doesn't care about you or anything that you've done. Like she's horrible, the evil witch. Like it we've heard it all at this point. Well, and I I've, I've been thinking about how how ridiculous it is that uh Nicole would think that Janelle would be, you know, kind of going after her in a way or selling her out in any way. Uh but when you think about it, it kind of makes sense. Uh, we only really brought up about, you know, Kevin just constantly being in her ear about Janelle's doing this. You know, Janelle did this to me last week. Now she's doing this to you, probably uh, bringing up mm-hmm. your season, like what you did, like everything that you did bad. Uh, but also, I think the big thing for Nicole is that Janelle spends so much of her time going up to hang out with Memphis. She drank a whole bottle of wine with him on the second night right after Memphis won HOH. Uh, and so she thinks that, you know, Janelle is tight with Memphis and suddenly she's on the block. Well, Janelle must have had something to do with that, right? Surely. Like, surely she has something to do with it. And so I kind of get where she's coming from with the paranoia because obviously she's had plenty of instances in her last season where there were things going on in the HOH room that she did not know about. And that's kind of where all of this is coming from. And we talked a lot about this last time where she just hasn't exactly dealt with a lot of that from her last season yet. And it's all coming up. And I think it's just, it's just been a disaster for her mental health. And it's just been a disaster for her game this week. And right. I don't We've know. Seen a side of Nicole that I've never seen this week where she's literally like back talking and like being sassy. And if you're going to evict me, just evict me. I'm done. I'm fucking tired of it. And like lays down in bed. And like, it's just, I definitely think that like looking at it from like, a non-Janelle standpoint of view, whatever, um, that she's definitely going through something. I, I don't know if, like, the word PTSD is, like, the appropriate word because that is a serious thing, but I don't know if, like, it could be kind of – and, like, some – you get what I mean. Like, yeah. she's dealing with, like, the aftermath of her first season and assuming that she's in the same position and it's just, like, she's looking down at the towers above her and that's just like not what it is. And I'm ugh, like horrible, horrible read of the game. Janelle Kaser always been on her side since literally day one, day two, whenever they had that conversation and they solidified something. Um, 
it what's frustrating to me is yes you can feel these ways yes you can have paranoia it runs rampant in the big brother house yes all these feelings are valid why don't you go and have a conversation with janelle and caser hear them out and she just doesn't she just assumes that the narrative that the house is painting is 100 percent correct and that's what i don't understand because in her season she definitely was friends with the Kimmies of the house, the Davids of the house, the Ovis of the house. She made an alliance with, at one point, it was like her, Cliff, and Ovi who was evicted. Like, they had an alliance. And that just, like, it doesn't make sense. Like, if you have, like, if you're dealing with the aftermath of last season, then wouldn't, like, she's not playing the same, though. Like, it... <clears throat> Wouldn't she want to work with Janelle and Kaser? Like, she, like, I don't know. It doesn't add up to me. It's stupid. I, I think it's just all those factors together. I don't, I, I don't think that Janelle and Kaser were direct enough with her about how much they wanted her in this game. And I feel like that's, that was a big issue. And obviously that's getting cleared up right now. And she's kind mm-hmm. of realizing how much they actually did care to keep her. I just don't think that was communicated well enough. And so she would, and she didn't get to witness any of it. So she would just watch Janelle go off and campaign for her, but she would just be like, is she actually campaigning for me the entire time? I just don't, I, I don't think Janelle and Kaser realized that Nicole had these hangups about working with them. But I also mm-hmm. don't think Nicole realized how much Janelle and Kaser were trying not to do too much for their own game. If that makes right. any sense. They were trying they to find. Yeah. And a problem that I feel like Janelle and Kaser both have is that they are genuine and do play genuine, honest, loyal games. But when you're talking, like when Janelle talks to Nicole and is like, Hey, Nicole, like I'm trying to save you. Like, da, da, da. like she's like, there's no like emotion. <laughs> like Janelle's just like not emotional. And I feel like, whereas Janelle's like, Hey, Nicole, um, yeah, like I'm up there trying to save your ass. Like I'm trying my best whatever like i hope it works it's so annoying and i'm with you i got you girl versus like that like kind of like not bland but you know just direct she's a very direct person and she doesn't like tiptoe around shit whereas kevin oh my god nicole you're the victim you're so you're a great person she's the evilest person ever she's turning this whole house against you like nicole when she's in this state is probably going to appeal more towards like an emotional I guess reality rather than like the truth, whether it be real or fake. So that's like Janelle's like biggest problem. I think (laughs) I've like learned watching the season. She doesn't know how to like portray herself satisfyingly towards people. (laughs) I think, I think the weirdest thing about Nicole not trusting Janelle so much is this idea. And she's talked to everyone that's in this committee Alliance pretty much about this is that Janelle is just, her own goal is to cause chaos and to get the split vote. Like her her goal is to get the vote to split so that it causes chaos. Not, she's not trying to get the vote to split because she wants Memphis to vote out David and she knows she can't get any more votes than that. She wants the vote to split so she can cause chaos. That's the most like out there point that I think she's tried to make, which is just, how do you, I don't like, that's the one point where I'm like, how do you not see that that's not exactly What's happening? But well, my thing is they take what okay, you watched Janelle and Kaser's season and you only take that there was a divided house and you find that one little thing 
and use it to twist their characters. Oh, they just that's how they play. They play with a divided house. That's all they want. It's horrible, evil. Oh, but we're gonna leave out the fact that they are literally probably two of the most loyal players in the history of the show. And I mean, my God, you're going to take that little tiny bit of information from their season. The only thing you could use against them and just like discard the rest of it. It's so frustrating how these like people are thinking. Yeah. And that's an unfortunate thing where I don't think they had enough room to do that in the first all-star season to kind of just point out other people's seasons and be like, this is how this is how they played then, and this is how they're gonna play now. I feel like that didn't happen to the extent that it's happening now with so many years right. and so many seasons just just kind of compare to and to point out different flaws or different ways that they got to the end of the game or anything like that. I feel like that's a really different i I just feel like they've looked at that so much in this season already, which is like it's i I feel like is probably someone's best point to try to put distrust in people uh for a certain person because they don't have anything else to compare it to they don't have any good eating a dead horse at this point like my god what like what else is there to accomplish i mean they're already the house pariah so yes but and that's the thing it's they're trying to i don't know they're trying it's it's really weird right now watching in a conversation about janelle and caser because with other people they're like they're trying to make it seem like they're the outcast like why are they trying to make it seem like they're the outcast they're not the outcast but they are, and you know they are. Like eventually, right. if you talk to enough people and they have the same sentiment uh, towards Janelle and Kaser, except for everyone but Janelle and Kaser, then they're the outcasts. So I don't know. I don't know where the argu- that argument comes from. Uh, and it's a weird thing to see two people be like, "Yeah, everyone just hates them because they think they're the outcast," which is like an oxymoron almost. It's just like everyone hates them because they think they're the outcasts. Well, then they are the outcasts. I don't know. I don't, I don't, I don't get it. Everything (laughs) about this Janellacy is just, it it hurts my head. It really does. It's a pain. And it's a pain to watch like Cody spiral out of control anytime anyone says anything in that house at this point. And he's just like, I don't trust Janelle and Kaser, but now I don't trust Davon and Bailey, which we saw that kind of play out with this whole guys alliance things. Because of course, Davon went and told Janelle and Kaser, and we talked about that. Janelle and Kaser mm. kind of bring together Davon and Bailey and pull in Christmas, uh, who they falsely think that they can trust, and are just like, all right, this is this is five votes right here, and we already have we already know Kevin's gonna vote out uh, David as well, so we have a split vote. All we got to do is vote together, and Christmas is just like. I would have been, yeah, but uh, what if we didn't though? Like, I mean, the, I don't know. But then, but then Kaser's like, no, Enzo, Cody, Tyler, uh, and uh, who's the other person? David, yeah, <laughs> who's not in this no. alliance. But for the sake of this, they're like, they're all working together. And then Kristen's just like, oh man, I love Enzo. Enzo's the best, didn't he? You guys like Enzo, right? And Kaser's like, sure, yeah. Was we, the, no, we, the problem is not only with Christmas. So originally, like, Davon, after that horrible conversation with David that she had, she literally left mid-conversation, and David knew that he, like, messed up a little bit. He was like, well, that that didn't go good. Uh, Davon goes immediately to Bailey, and is like, Bailey, there's an all-guys alliance. David just told me, blah, 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 blah. So then they go to Janelle and Kaser, and they're like, listen, we think that there's an all-guys alliance. We need to, like, come together and, like, form something. Because Davon's, like, biggest fear and, like, or just in general is being on the bottom. It doesn't matter if it's 
an eight-person alliance, <laughs> it doesn't matter if it's a four-person alliance. Because later, she's going to start targeting Janelle because she's on the bottom of this four-person alliance where her number one ally is in there. So technically, it's just two duos, but she feels like Bailey is better connected with Janelle and Kaser, so she's on the bottom. So she's going to tank that shit later. But anyways, let's let's focus on like the present. <laughs> so um, Bailey... Janelle, Kaser, Davon having this conversation, finally forming something. We're all on Twitter like, oh, yes, finally it's happening, y'all. It's happening. We get to breathe. We get to live. And then Davon takes a break and goes to Kevin. Yep. And literally, <laughs> ba- Bailey's like, all right, guys, we just got to keep this on the download right now. Like, just don't tell Kevin. Kevin doesn't like you, Janelle. Uh, it's not good. So don't tell Kevin. Literally, ask, like, she is saying that. Davon is in the other room telling Kevin. And after Davon and Kevin had their talk, Davon comes back in and Kevin goes straight to Danny and is like, um, they're trying to they're trying to flip it. Uh, have you heard about it? <laughs> so Kevin takes it first. Then later on, Christmas is going to go upstairs and tell them everything. Yeah. And what's really causing a lot of mistrust between like the Cody's and the Enzo's and the Memphis's of all this is that Christmas is telling them everything. Davon and Bailey aren't. So they're keeping the information to themselves, whereas Christmas is, like, going directly up there. So that's why Cody is, like, anti-Davon specifically. Uh, I guess Bailey is kind of... I don't know. Bailey is in, like, a... She's kind of getting a get out of jail free card. I mean, she's yeah, guilty by she's, association. If anyone, but... yeah, if anyone's looking at Davon and Bailey, they're seeing Davon as more of the threat, which is true, really. I, and it's ironic because Bailey is closer to Janelle than Davon is mm-hmm. by far, I think. But when people yeah, look at, they, sure. they've seen Davon, and we talked about this the last time we did a live feed update, is that Davon is specifically going to uh, Danny and spreading false information. And so, and we talked about this as soon as two people talk about. Davon spreading misinformation when you have two people who can corroborate it they just think she's a liar and that's kind of why people are viewing Davon as someone that they don't really want to bring in but they'll bring in for the sake of having a fake alliance and that's exactly what was created that night um with this with the slick six uh so this all started with let's just backtrack a little bit that night all started really and I say it started that night, but it was like 10 p.m. Uh, with David saying he was in an all-guys alliance that did not exist. Let me reiterate that. David said he was in an alliance to Davon that did not exist. Just pointing out David's game. Uh, <laughs> then told Tyler. Which, which could have very well caused him to go home. Yes. Like, they, Davon Easily. left that conversation willing to flip on David, rallying the troops, talked to Janelle and Kaser. This could have been like so fatal for his game had there not been such this pull for like anti Janelian Kaser right. and Christmas was pulled in. But had like Christmas been closer to Bailey and Davon, which in an alternate universe could very well have happened, he could have gone home right. like easily. And so, so I just want to point that out there. Like that literally could have ended his game, but continue there. And while you were bringing up that Davon and Bailey then went to Janelle and Kaser, were saying all that, David went to. Tyler and was like they know about the alliance <laughs> and Tyler's like okay <laughs> like I like Tyler really does well at pretending like they're in this guy's alliance which I mean granted maybe they formed something and we never saw it I know I never saw it uh unless it was like on the feet like during lockdown which I really doubt would happen well the feet have done a horrible during- job at showing us anything anyway right. so 
or maybe like the safety suite like that's a whole hour of like intense strategy where it's like strategy free pass everyone can strategize for this hour so maybe something happened there but i mean probably not we definitely would have heard about it on the feeds in another conversation so yeah it, but all of this talk everyone going to everyone like you said davon going to kevin kevin going to danny uh david going to tyler everyone that is in this committee alliance or at least the a few select members of this committee alliance find out about it and so their uh point of uh i don't know their next move logically for them is they need to pull in davon and bailey so that they don't help janelle and case flip this vote and so that creates uh what is now known as the slick six alliance uh which is another so gross crunchy. name that's almost as bad as hard six which memphis wanted to call what is now the committee uh no, hard and slick like that's just not that it. should have been the alliance hard and slick uh <laughs> i hate it and so they formed the slick six with enzo cody tyler um help me out day bay and danny so technically cody enzo and tyler make kind of this guy's alliance that didn't exist but now it does exist because david said that a guy's alliance existed so now david mm. saying that made a guy's alliance kind of that doesn't even include him time is a circle uh right <laughs> that was just i that th that's this game so far and that's david's game and it just gets worse and worse because david david's campaigning to everyone uh we can get into their campaign pitches now how about that because i feel like david has a lot of good little moments of campaigning uh that i kind of want to get into most notably right, his campaigning and that's a very loose term to janelle and caser which has been utter horrible yeah it, it's been the it wasn't even campaigning it was more so threats like, <laughs> like yeah you're close with memphis so uh unfortunately that might happen yeah exactly he he goes to janelle and he's like uh I, I i want your vote to stay and janelle's like well what can you do for me and he's like well obviously i think everyone expects me to go after memphis and janelle's like what does that leave me and he's like oh 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 i'll uh you know i'll give you a one-week pass because like i respect you and you're a legend but you're guilty by association it's like are you are you kidding me like did david <laughs> david alexander just said that to janelle pierzina and now, in, and this is a way of him getting a vote from her. What? <laughs> this is, and this is before he goes to Davon and says, "You need to calm down with campaigning for me." <laughs> and she's like, "What do you mean?" And he's like, "Because I don't want people to see us on the, I don't want people to put us on the block together because they think we're an alliance." And she's like, "What? Okay." <laughs> and then that whole right. guys alliance thing just made that relationship even more strained. And now today, Davon's like, after this week. I'm done with you. You know that? <laughs> like Davon has by like current time, or I guess as of I was watching feeds earlier. So as of like three o'clock my time, Davon is done with David. Um she's currently like battling something that's like very uh like personal to her, I guess. Right. Like she's yeah. having like a moral conflict where she feels like uh a black man hasn't made jury since uh Big Brother Ten and that she has a problem with like as a black woman voting out a black man and she said this like she's not like hiding it she said it very openly and to everyone um she's even told nicole that like i'm probably right. going to have to evict you because i can't like it's just a moral issue and bailey's kind of like feeling the same way and 
like she feels though after finding out all this information whether it be fake accidental whatever david has done she feels that truly in her heart that it is smarter for her game to get rid of david but she's having this like moral pull to want to keep him so she's willing to like possibly break her morals if the votes are there which I don't think that like she's going to have to because I don't think that they're going to be there. The but um, there. no, <laughs> but she's willing there. to. It sounds sounds like she's definitely willing to. Um, there's a conversation. Um, like I said, around three o'clock my time, where Kevin and Davon were talking, and I suggest like everyone go listen to it because it's like honestly very. Um, it was a very like touching conversation where Davon's just like talking about like her experience, and I mean, of course, production is going to cut the feeds every now and then because it's. Uh, an important conversation to have but um i don't know it was a very good conversation that i suggest listening to so yeah that's like where davon's at right now also yeah. she looked at the cameras <laughs> I, this is like out of order but she looked at the cameras and it's like yeah i know i'm on to her and this was kind of after a conversation leaving nicole franzel so i'm like oh my god oh my god come on davon and she's like janelle i'm on to her yeah not gonna lie to me no more and like walks away so yeah, no, it's like we can't win. We really can't win as far as like just wanting people to trust Janelle because the the two people, or I guess the three people that we were hoping would actually work with her or even had the chance of working with her are now just like, ah, we, don't we all hate Janelle? We all hate Janelle, right? Yeah, we all hate Janelle. It's and so it's just, annoying. Yeah, I mean, Bailey less so. I think Bailey is still the closest person to Janelle besides Kaser. Uh, and I don't, I don't think that's necessarily going to change. So Bailey and Kaser are really the last hope when it comes to, uh, trying to form some other side of the house. But even Bailey, I don't think is going to sell her game away for Janelle and Kaser. Bailey is Bailey and Devon are throwing this HOH most likely, which I think is a huge mistake. They, I really yeah. do think that they need this HOH really bad. Not only, I mean, ideally like, yes, Janelle and Kaser would win and they could hide behind them. But if it's like, Cody winning or Nicole Franzel winning versus Davon and Bailey. They need to gun for this because they this week have solidified themselves as going on the block as soon as Janelle and Gazer are broken up. I'm still debating on whether I think that they're going to take out the remaining duo or if they're just going to be like, all right, we got rid of one duo. Davon and Bailey are being sketchy as hell. Let's just break up that one too. Like, I don't know if it's going to go Janelle Kaser, then Davon Bailey, or if it's going to go. Janelle, Davon Bailey, then Kaser. Like, I don't know what order it is, but they're in, like, immediate danger after this week, and they need an HOH, and I don't think that they realize how crucial it is, but they've been, like, led into this... They've been essentially being, like, led to slaughter. Just here. Here's this blindfold called the Slick Six. Just wear it for a little bit. We'll be back with you in a few weeks. <laughs> it's it's all so frustrating. It really is. Uh, yeah, but... Going back to David's campaigning a little bit, I actually might have a clip uh, if we're talking about his campaign pitch to Kaser last night, which got a little mm -hmm. heated for like half a second. And it was like, oh, OK, <laughs> uh, <laughs> but um, it didn't really pan out anything. Uh, but I do. OK, I do have audio. Uh, actually, I might just play the video because it's it's a tweet. So I, I could show video for a little bit on here without getting in trouble. Right. Sure. I'll pretend like that's it. Uh, but this is just a clip. Uh, so thank you, uh, Dace Dashiki on, uh, on Instagram for clipping this out. But this is Kaser and David 
talking uh i guess you could call it david's campaign pitch but is it really no it's not doing something together why would you work with me over an existing alliance i'm not going to be your side dude i need to be like how can i how can i ride with this guy towards the end but you already have something this is the part where i'm struggling with you know what i'm saying whereas if nicole the, has if, nobody if, if 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 that were true, then you would have came to me as a as a as a as a, as a um, for, if that were true, <laughs> for the lack of experience and me peop, knowing people in this house. I don't know any of these people either. The only person I knew is Janelle. I haven't talked to her in six years. Yeah, but you you watch the show. Okay, fair. Yeah. I don't. I mean, look at the Facebook fucking live thing. I sh I blew it that moment. Because I showed all my cars. I don't know fucking shit history about this The game. only reason I knew any of these people was because I spent fucking a week in sequester. I didn't even have that. Okay, well. Uh, it sucks. Listen, I'm, I'm telling you these things. You didn't have that. I like you and out of respect for you. Okay? Because any other idiot in this house is going to be like, oh, I don't know this guy's shit. I just met you fucking a, a week ago. Okay? I'm telling you this because I'm asking you, what, what do you expect me to do? As someone who likes you on a personal level, but you are working with a side of the house that probably wants me the fuck out of here. And, and, I, and, I, and I tried to... How does that, where does that leave me? You gotta play the game. And if I'm being honest with you. Where I, does that leave me? I know they're gunning for me. I'm not stupid. <laughs> You don't think they're gunning for me? God, man. Who the hell do they want out then? Jesus Christ. Listen, I, listen, you got to play your game. Listen. I, no, 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 just hear me out first. <laughs> and then they cut the beats. Uh, <laughs> um, I feel like I just need to clip out that part where Dave is just like, ah, Jesus Christ, Kaser. Because so, I feel like that's going to be very applicable uh, in the coming weeks. But... Uh, yeah, that's that was David's campaign pitch to Kaser. I think it went well. What do you think, Daniel? <laughs> mm, I think he definitely locked in a good vote for him. I think it's so good he's gonna get Janelle on board too. <laughs> yeah, I think he's got their votes. I think that that solidified everything. Uh, no, it's just like what I don't know what the the point of even that conversation. Well, I guess the point of the conversation was that Kaser heard what uh, <laughs> what David was saying about who he was gonna target if he wins HOH, and he wanted to react to that. And boy, did he react to that. Um, but God, that is just, it's so frustrating to watch David try to play this game and not really know how to. Um, and so like, that's why I wouldn't be disappointed if he went at all. Obviously at the beginning, I was like, oh, he needs another chance. He was kind of perceptive last year. But we now I'm just were. like, was he really? I don't know at this point. Also, uh, it's total BS that he did not have the options to watch seasons in the sequester house. He, he most certainly did. He's been talking about how instead of doing that, he was reading a book on emotional intelligence. And David, tell me, how is that going for you? He read that book on emotional intelligence. And surprise, surprise, Nicole Franzel read it too because she's so emotionally intelligent. She felt like she learned nothing from that book. I don't know if you heard about that. And even to, she, God, even today, uh, she was having a conversation with Nicole she was just like, <laughs> they were talking about Janelle, of course, because that's every conversation. Uh, mm. But Nicole said something along the lines of, I just, you know, I, 
I just don't know when I'm talking to someone and I get a good vibe from them if that's like the truth or not. And Nicole is just like, I usually do because I'm like really emotionally intelligent. Like I get that. And like, did you just say that? Like, is that really something that you just, I need to find the clip because I, I know I just screwed up that convo so bad. Uh, emotional intel. Well, would Twitter help me out here? Uh, let me see. Yes. Oh my God. Thank you, Twitter. Thank you, BB Pissed. Uh, Somebody who that you liked, and I want to be associated with, and I think is playing a game I respect, then I'd be like, oh, I got God. It's a mm -hmm. fact that I honestly think I've been set up. I think I've been thrown to the wolves. I think I've been like, eh, who cares? We do what we had to with her, and if she goes home, it is what it, like, that's what sucks. I know. It sucks. It really sucks. I, I wish you and I would have linked up sooner. I know. Like, I wish. And I do apologize in that sense. Like, it's not your fault either. Like, it's oh, both even of when, us. Even when she was speaking negative of you, mm -hmm. like, instead of being like, all right, th those are her feelings, but like, they're yeah. good with me. Like, I should have come to you right away and be like, listen, can we figure this out? Like, I should have, yeah. like, bridged okay, that gap. Yeah. You know? Right, yeah. I felt the gap. I have very high emotional intelligence. Mm -hmm. And, like, I felt the gap immediately, and I was just like, I feel she like, felt the gap immediately. Yeah, immediately before two weeks before I came to this house. In fact, as soon as I saw Janelle was making up rumors about me before I came to this house, I felt it. I felt mm -hmm. the gap. Uh, Just like in the episode today, um, Janelle has never been friendly with me ever in my whole life, my whole existence, and she has not talked game with me at all ever. Ever. Um, I don't know why what, what her problem with me is. Oh my god. <laughs> I'm over it. I'm so over it. I think we're all over it. Janelacy is, it's gone on way too long. It needs to stop, but I don't even know if it's going to stop. Uh, I feel like we should wrap up this Nicole uh, Janelacy storyline because, well, it's Nicole, it's not Janelacy. It's just she hates Janelle. Uh, not so much it's anymore. It's ongoing. It's a never ending story. It, there's, it's like, Every day, like more pages, just keep adding to the story. We'll never finish it. And it feels, uh, it it gets a little bit frustrating because, um, a lot of this happened today. So I'm like trying to actively catch up and also talk about it because it's changing. It's probably changed a lot since we've been live. Uh, but earlier today, Nicole even had like a little bit of moment of like clarity, uh, where she was like, uh, just like, what if Janelle and Case are really haven't been against me like what if they've been campaigning for me like what if they're actually on my side like i that means i really like effed my game up by doing all of this against them like i've talked so much shit about them and she's like ah never mind that probably doesn't happen like they probably <laughs> screwed me over right uh i i do have that clip though have janelle and case been 100 percent on my side this entire time and i'm just twisting it because memphis put me up like, maybe Memphis did go wrong. Maybe they have been advocating for me, and Memphis was like, oh, no. I, I was entertaining that possibility, too. But at the same time, though... That's that I feel so bad, because, like, I've been going from person to person saying them two are my target, them two are my target, and then my only two votes. <laughs> she realized right it. She realized it for, like, half a second what she was doing, and then she just kind of went back to, like, ah, no, never mind, there's no way. Uh, to a point where tonight she got a little bit snippy with Janelle. Uh, and I don't know if you got to see it, Daniel, but it was kind of a moment where it was like, oh, God. 
this house meeting that <laughs> Nicole Anthony has been talking about this week, and that's something we really haven't talked about, is that Nicole has legitimately, imagine this, Nicole Anthony has legitimately brought up that she should hold a house meeting to call out Janelle. And of course, at first, this is at like the behest of like Nicole Franzel being like, yeah, you should do it. Wouldn't that be fun? Like, that'd be really fun if you did that. Um, but then ever since then, Danny and Tyler were both like, no, nah, what if we, what if you didn't do that? And even Kevin right. got in there. She's like, let me just pepper in some advice as well. How about you don't? Like, I don't think this is beneficial for everyone. And of course, Tyler and Danny are like, uh, <laughs> Tyler actually at first was still encouraging it because he was even this morning. He's like, is today is the, is today the day? Is it happening? Is it going to happen today? But now he's, I think he's backtracked a little bit because he knows that like Danny having a house meeting where everyone gets to air out that laundry. is probably not good for them as two people that have right. been a little bit sneakier uh, when it comes to that Alliance. And obviously they don't want to inadvertently have Janelle bring up the four people that they already know, uh, uh, that she thinks is in the alliance together already. So mm -hmm. that's what, that's what they have working against them. But uh, it doesn't sound like Nicole's going to do that anymore. And I know I keep hinting that everything with Nicole and Jacer is fine now. Uh, but I haven't really shown anything to prove that yet. But before I do Honestly, that. What do you think is like Janelle and Kaser's best move? Because I think personally, they have nothing to lose, but to call a house meeting themselves and appoint like four people as their targets. Now I know that that's like normally like you shouldn't appoint four people as your target. But what I'm thinking is like no matter who wins HOH next week, they're most likely going up and going home. So Janelle and Kaser stand up and are like Cody, Tyler, Danny, um, who's the other one is Enzo in there? So I don't know whoever the fourth person is that they were talking about. Danny, Nicole, um, Tyler, Cody. Oh, Nicole Franzel, yeah. So Franny, Danny, oh my god, that kind of runs Franny and Danny, uh, Tyler and Cody. Just so you know, that if I win HOH next week, two of you are going up. If one of you wins veto and takes off the other, that fourth is going up. Everyone else in this house, if you keep me safe next week, that will be my nominations for the rest of the game, and I promise that. Like I feel like they just have to throw shit at the wall now because. They can't go in, like, and if, like, let's say Kevin wins HOH, they can't do it after Kevin wins HOH. They have to do it before, so it sounds, like, genuine, where there's, like, actual stakes. So, I don't know. That, that'd be my, that'd be my guess. Uh, I mean, at a certain point, you do have nothing to lose. And I think they played this week somewhat well by not, not making a target for themselves but even in not making a target for themselves they made a target for themselves because they're trying to do things that irk uh the committee a little bit i think if janelle had laid off a little bit of the nicole franzel backdoor option things would have been a little bit different but as far as she knew memphis was you know solid with her so she could go up there and be like nicole franzel like put her up right. like you, you you hated Ian uh, because he was a winner and you think he's dangerous. Why not put up the other winner? And he's just like, oh, you know, she's not, who cares? Uh, <laughs> you saw that in tonight's episode. And Janelle's like, but she's, she's like the sneakiest person in this game. She's one of the sneakiest people to ever play the game. She won the game already by playing the exact same game that we're seeing her play right now. Why would you not put her up? Uh, which is right. a very valid point to say to someone who you think is in like cahoots with you. Uh, not knowing that he's in cahoots with the person that you're talking about. Um, 
But I feel like if she had just laid off a little, I, I wish they were more perceptive of who Memphis is probably with in this game. And I hate that they didn't pick up on it, but I get it because Memphis doesn't talk to anyone. And that's like the plus with Memphis not talking to anyone and being kind of a douche of an HOH is that nobody really knows where he stands. Um, right. And so Janelle was able to come to Memphis with that information And Kaser has continued to go to Memphis trying to talk game, not knowing that he's working with five other people that aren't Janelle and Kaser. So uh, it's, it's a big ball of frustration. That's, 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 that's what BB stands for now. Big ball. And then it's just <laughs> of frustration. That's, Right. I don't. <sighs> it's a lot and it's exhausting. And I'm tired of this feeling. Like, I feel like we're here every season now. It's so annoying. Every season. I mean, Big Brother 20, we got a little break and it was kind of exciting for a minute. But like, every season, it's like this. Mm. It'll never end. The anxiety will never end. Or, and the constant frustration will never end. That's part of the why we watch the game is to be frustrated because we can't be pleased every week. Uh, <laughs> really? The underdogs are so much like it's hard. To, you can't not root for an underdog in a Big Brother season. It's impossible. <sighs> like the fact that people rooted for uh, Cody Nixon and Big Brother 19, I think attest to that. That <laughs> you can root for any I... underdog as long as they're the underdog. <laughs> right. I mean, we we all hated Cody week one. Yeah. <laughs> like, let's not forget, Jessica and Cody, we hated them week one. No, yeah. But as soon as Cody and Jessica were on the outs, it's like, oh, Cody. <laughs> suddenly Come he's on, funny. Cody. Suddenly suddenly he's funny when he makes fun of Paul. Like, now, now it's funny right. to me. It's funny when Jessica tells Josh to go do the truffle shuffle. Like, <laughs> <laughs> no. But, like, if that was like Josh saying it to Jessica, we would have canceled him so fast. Yeah. <laughs> Um, so Barrett, yes, tell them, tell the viewers what you just told me before this live about the possible upcoming HOH competition. Oh, okay. And then give me time to pull the trigger. Uh, well, that was dark, but, um, uh, <laughs> earlier today, the feeds went down for like 45 minutes and everyone was like, are they cutting out the house meeting? Like what's, what's going on? But the feeds came back on. Uh, and they were talking about practicing for the HOH comp. So they had a big practice with the apparatus that I guess they're going to use tomorrow or whatever. Uh, so at first you're like, okay, it's a crapshoot. It's going to be rolling a ball or hitting a ball with a golf club or I don't know. Uh, I don't know how they would make that space themed or whatever. I feel like they're taking the all-stars a little too seriously this year and making it like space. I don't, which I don't get like, that is not what all-stars, whatever. Uh, <laughs> Um, mm -hmm. but then they have other people talking about, I think it was Nicole talking with someone on the feeds about, uh, this competition is going to be perfect because we can just have Janelle and Kaser go against each other and knock each other out. So it's some form of crapshoot slash knockout competition, I guess is what it's going to be. Uh, at least it's not going to be a normal competition or knockout competition where they go up against each other and just press a button. Uh, so it's unfortunate yet again that we might get an HOH where Janelle and Gaser will be at a disadvantage because the first person that goes up there is just going to say, okay, Janelle and Gaser, you're up next. One of them's automatically out. And all they have to do is go down the line and keep having Janelle or Gaser go. And even their backups, it's going to be, okay, Bailey and Devon, you go against each other. And it's like, it's just going to ruin the chances that uh, we will have an interesting week and we're going to end up with like a 
Cody or <laughs> we're going to end up with another Cody HOH or we're going to end up with uh, uh, I could see Christmas winning an HOH. Uh, like just the worst possible person that you think would win HOH this week, they're probably going to win. And unfortunately, the that's only, where we're at. The only good part of this, these kinds of competitions are Bailey and Devon will get probably concrete proof that they are after Janelle and Kaser. So I feel like they will be more willing to do something about it. Unfortunately, it might be too late at that point. Um, but nonetheless, the pecking order most likely will be revealed unless they try and play risky and, I don't know, like mess around with putting different people. But usually it does like reveal like a pecking order of some sort. Um, so that's the only good thing that will come out of this. Um, but it's not worth the cost of losing Janelle or Kaser, so I really don't care. What I'm hoping happens is ideally what happens in the situation, I was talking to Barrett, we have a Rachel Riley moment where Janelle is going every round and just taking out one by one by one. And then we have a good floaters grab a life vest. Maybe this time we can get like Franny shut the hell up and go cry in the corner or something. Like that'd be iconic. Uh, we'll get like, a maybe we'll get like a combo of floaters grab a life vest and give me that key bitch. It'll be like floaters. Give me that life vest. Bitch, <laughs> I don't know. Is that what we would get? <laughs> Wait, uh, Memphis is HOH. Damn it. Imagine Nicole Franzel's HOH right now. <laughs> Give me that key, bitch. Oh, my God. We need part two. We do. Memphis. <laughs> <laughs> the HOH was Jennifer. Is that who it was? Uh, uh, how could you forget? I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I just had to ask for one Yes, it was Jennifer. Okay. I'm just imagining Memphis like, like cro cross-legged like Jennifer with his little denim jacket and just tossing the key across the backyard. <laughs> like a dog. <laughs> <laughs> and then, <laughs> yeah, and then like we fast forward 15 minutes. Memphis. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> oh, God. Kaser, We're you're like so pretty. <laughs> Franny, you're such a bitch. <laughs> that what that's the one time Franny doesn't cry at something though. It's like, ah, what are we doing? Like you, you don't get it. Right. Do We're getting to some like serious fanfic right now. <laughs> I'm emotionally intelligent. Uh, so oh my God. Yeah, I, I and a lot of people are upset that um it was gonna be a crapshoot because they're like, Well, of course, how are Janelle and Case are gonna win at a crapshoot? And I'm just thinking like I think their best chances are to win at Crapshoot, honestly. We saw how they did last week <laughs> in, a, right. in a mental HOH. I'm like, I'm not too confident right now in their abilities. I don't think they're going to win an endurance comp. We know it's not going to be an endurance comp, thankfully. Uh, but I think I feel like a Crapshoot, like, I feel like that's their best chance at this point. A knockout Crapshoot, though, that's a little bit different than a regular one. Uh, so I'm a little upset that it might be that. I don't know exactly. Have we had the knockout Crapshoot before? I'm like, um, We... Had something kind of similar in Big Brother 19, which so fitting that the only other one was in Big Brother 19. Uh, the double eviction, was it the HOH or Vito, where they were doing call out where they picked two people and they had like the hockey pick, puck and they had to like scoot it down. It was like the closest to land and that little, you know what I'm talking about? Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. And that was when like, Cody just went out of the house and it was like Mark and Elena. And that's the only people we had to root for. Yeah. <laughs> and we were like, go Mark and Elena. And like, of course, Elena goes home in the double, but um, <laughs> yeah. Okay. So that, th there I'm is assuming that that's what 
it will be. Okay, so there's a little bit of hope there because um, apparently Janelle and Kaser did somewhat well in the practice. So let's hope that uh, that kind of takes over tomorrow. But it also sounds like tomorrow's live eviction isn't going to be live again. Uh, so we really? might so we might have spoilers before the episode even happens yet again. Because no. uh, they didn't say live in the end of the episode tonight, uh, right after Nicole did her, I'm in my stages of grief. I was sad. Now I'm angry. Now I'm going to be angry all until eviction, which wasn't true. She was mostly sad, I think. <laughs> A little bit oh angry God. today, but mostly sad. Uh, yeah, they didn't say it was going to be live. And apparently on the info unlike the tv guy that took off the word live so it's just an eviction uh so damn it okay so if you want no spoilers don't look at twitter yeah don't, that's what don't, i'm gonna do yeah don't look at twitter tomorrow everyone about i guess they recorded it like an hour and a half before it aired yeah, so if you want like, like a time frame of when hour. to stop looking at twitter uh hopefully people will be nice and not like retweet it or at least give a forewarning in their tweets before uh saying something but just be careful with everyone um yeah uh oh aoze 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 said or the vanessa gaslight the twins with the bowling the bowling bb17 bowling competition i I vaguely remember that well they do the same bowling comp every year right i guess they stopped doing that uh, Where they twirl around and then they roll the ball. Was and that a, that was, that's a veto, though. I'm trying to think. Did they have yeah. a bowling HOH comp? I don't know. I won't think about it too hard. Um, Maeve, hi, Maeve, in the chat. Maeve wanted to say, if this channel notices me, I just noticed you. Happy birthday. Oh Happy um, birthday, bitch. It's not her birthday, but uh, no. <laughs> I just I said it anyway. Uh, what else am I going to talk about? Oh, yeah. I guess I should play the clip of Janelle and Nicole talking to each other earlier. And Nicole got a little bit uh, snappy before she left the room. I'm just like, and she was just like, I, did, I just don't feel like, I feel like I was set up. Like, I feel like you set me up and now you don't really care about me. Like one second you care, one second you don't care. Like, do you care at all? Like, just, I don't know. I'll play that clip now. Hours. Yeah, because I was trying to get you off the fucking block. What do you think I was doing? I tried. <laughs> Janelle just casually uh, keeps on applying. She's like, I have children now. I deal with this every day. <laughs> I need Nicole to get up because that's the only other good part of this. Not hard enough. <laughs> okay. Here I can't go. make him do anything, Nicole. He didn't put you two up. You know what I mean? Like, you guys looked at me in the bathroom. Oh, you're good. You're good. We're going to tell him you're good. We did. And then he, and then he puts, him up, puts me up, and you two are like, oh. And then, like, nothing. And then all of a sudden, it's a vote. And now all of a sudden, you care. So I expressed I'm upset last night, and it's, oh, is what it is. No, that's not what I said. That's not what I freaking said, Nicole. Like, I just, I feel like it's like, do you care? Do you not care? Bunch of horse shit. All right. Uh, what, a, what a lovely time. What a lovely time we're on. While we're on this, I'm going to play a little like sound bite that I have. And this is um, Nicole and Bailey and Devon. Okay. You guys can go however the fuck you want to. Okay. You want me here, you want me here, you don't, you don't. 
could really give two fucks, like, to be honest at this point. Good night. <laughs> I don't know. Nicole, you can, no, you can sleep, but there are people, especially in this room, that care a lot about you. So I understand that you're upset, but when I see a friend of mine that I genuinely love come in that upset, I can't let you just go to sleep. That you guys can go Yeah, that's what Nicole put out. But that was, that was sparked by just Nicole talking to Janelle and Kaser in the backyard and them just kind of being like, it is what it is, you know, like this is. It's just what's happening. And she was so tired of hearing that, that she just went off. And uh, that's when we had that moment with Devon and Bailey. And they, they just, mm -hmm. I don't even know what, I never really saw what she did with Devon and Bailey. Uh, I just know that Devon and Bailey, as soon as they saw her upset and her leave the room, they were just like, mm -mm, nope. And then they just went after her into the room. And that's when she said, all right, good night, everyone. Uh, <laughs> just laid her head mm -hmm. down on the bed. <sighs> it sounded like Bailey was like talking to her child, like, I know that you're upset right now. Yeah. And when I see you walk away, I'm going to come and check on you. Um, so there's, you just lay down and be okay. Yeah. And it, and it seems like Nicole has gone back and forth from being in that kind of state and being like, all right, I'm ready to go. I hate Janelle and I'm going to be vocalized. I'm going to vocalize it. And then she just goes back into the, just vote me out already. Like everyone, please just vote me out. And then she'll go back right. to, I hate Janelle. Keep me in this house. I'll go after Janelle. Janelle and Kaser. I'm going to nominate them. They're setting me up. They've been screwing me all week and I'm, I'm tired of it. Okay. I'm tired of it. And no one believes her, which is the funniest part. They think that she's with them. And that's been the whole irony of Nicole even being on the block in the first place is that everyone thinks that she's with Janelle, but she's only hanging out with Janelle so much because she doesn't trust her at all. And it's just like, oh, God. Ah. Um, okay. Um, I don't know where to move on from here other than to wrap up this like Nicole storyline with her finally realizing that Janelle and Kaser aren't exactly against her in any way. In fact, they could not be more vocal about how much they want her to stay. And she finally mm -hmm. realized it in a conversation with Kaser that me and Daniel were actually watching uh, before. They have been doing the episode, so this is like very recent. Yeah, so that's why we were watching it before. We weren't sitting here like, oh my God, we got to catch up on everything. Uh, <laughs> but let me find it. Uh, me search. Oh. Take your poison. There's like 10 of them. <laughs> yeah, there's like 10 parts we could go through, but I'm going to go about a minute and a half into this uh, segment because I think that's when Kaser really starts going into it. Not have pre pre prevented this. We had no idea. I literally went to Memphis and I said, here are the people you're good with. And I mentioned your name and I said, please, whatever you do, do not go after these people. Please. And he didn't listen. He is so just set in his ways. And, the, and, I'm being, and I'm being honest, like the paranoia of this house and everything going on, like I don't know if that was a setup and I got put on the block regardless. I don't know if you guys don't care either way. You just want to split house when it comes to the vote. Like I don't know what it is and I'll see when the vote comes through and no, you know what I mean? That's not the case and it's not over and I, you're going to stay. We're fighting like hell to keep you And that's what I'm saying and that's discouraging too. That like, even if it's not a smokescreen, you guys are fighting for me. Now Devon doesn't want to, and that's what I'm trying to say. I put my eggs in baskets. Okay, it's extremely disappointing. I understand where she's coming from. I do understand. I know. 
you know how many times I'm like, she got like, they got heated. I'm like, come on, think about your game. Think about which the case there was a letter whisperer. She's just, a matter of principle, just refused to listen to me. And you know how I'm just exhausted trying to convince people to do the right thing. Believe me, and it's honestly, it's heartbreaking because I have, you are the sweetest person in this, in this house. You are such a gem. Yeah, but I, where does it get you? <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> because you have a long way. This is just you got caught in the crossfire in a circumstantial. This whole thing was a freak accident. And sometimes those things happen. Yeah, but that accident could take away my opportunity. You know what I mean? I could see if I freaking told the guy off. I could see if I was this huge threat. I could see if I won comps. Listen. I'm still beside myself as to how this even happened in the first place. I don't. I have to go home and look my family in the eye and be like, yeah, that joke, that was my game. It's not over yet. I'm still working on it. So fucking laughable. It's not. It is. It's not. You know what I mean? Why? Because I'm in the DR. Oh, I'm good with Janelle and Memphis. And Casey, which means I'm good with Memphis. And then I get fucking nominated. So now I look like a dumbass. Oh, but it's okay. I think I have the votes. Now she's thinking the other way. So I look like a dumbass. How do you think that made me feel? Like, I really thought you three were associated. So I'm like, oh, shit. They put me up. They don't want me. The other side of the house thinks I'm associated with you guys. So they don't want me. Somebody I consider myself close with doesn't want to vote for me. I have nobody. Like, that's how I feel right now. I'm not trying to take away from how you're feeling, but you have to understand. We also, Janelle and I, have the same problem. We're in the same predicament. This entire house thinks we're associated with him. Yep, this guy's making his own decisions. So we're stuck between a rock and a hard place. It was a disaster. All right, I can quit there. But uh, essentially, Kaser kind of is just like, I have never seen Janelle cry in the, however long I've known her, 15 years. And when you were put on the block and didn't win the veto. I saw her sit here and cry. And I, I, I'm finally, I'm glad that Nicole is kind of realizing this. I don't know, at least before eviction, I'm glad she didn't get smacked. Uh, like you said before, kind of comparing it to, uh, Julie smacking Marcellus with the, <laughs> with the clipboard after he didn't use the veto on himself in BB three. Uh, it's like, we would have almost, well, I guess we couldn't have had that moment. They're going to be like two football fields away from each other. Uh, she, like, on the throws stage. Her notes. <laughs> she's, she's throwing the ball, the weighted ball at her from the veto. She's like, <laughs> oh What's God. wrong with you? <laughs> uh, <laughs> but at least we're having a little bit of this realization. Uh, and that's really what was happening in that convo. And it's a really long convo that we're not going to play, you know, all 20 minutes of right here. Um, but at least there's a little bit of a better outlook, uh, with that relationship. Even if Nicole is about to go home on a nearly unanimous vote tomorrow, not exactly. I think she'll have three votes. I guess she'll have Kevin and Janelle and Kaser, but that's probably it. Uh, do you think that Janelle and Kaser will still do it? Probably. If everyone... It'll piss everyone I, off, but like I don't think I don't see what I don't think they care. Unless Nicole wants to continue to like go back to being gung ho about like yeah I'll nominate Janelle in case there's no problem, uh, but I don't know I feel like if Janelle really does feel that strongly about Nicole in this game I I feel like she's got to vote for her still right. Well, she's pretty annoyed at her right now. <laughs> <laughs> 
Let's see. Eight minutes ago, Janelle said, poor Nicole A. I just feel so bad, you know? And Kevin said, mm-hmm. And Janelle said, have you heard anything else? Kevin said, I'm only observing. David is progressively calmer and Nicole gets progressively less calm. Yeah. <laughs> Which, is Which you got to keep in mind, Janelle's talking to Kevin. So, of course, she's going to be like, poor Nicole A. But, like, her other conversation with Kayser, she's so, like, I played two seasons back to back. That's not an excuse. <laughs> so, I mean, we'll see. I think that probably they'll vote to evict her if all the votes are going to go that way. Because they're still trying to find some way in. And I don't know. So sad. <sighs> it's, it's, it's very, very sad. But, I mean, of the people that could have gone this week... I'm fine with Nicole Anthony going. I think we all agreed in the beginning that we were fine with Nicole Anthony going uh, pretty early on. And I don't think she mm. necessarily proved herself that she was ready to play in an well, all-star season. You've hated her since her season. It's true. Uh, <laughs> I, well, I, I hated her because I didn't think she was that good of a gay player. I, I think she's a fine person. Uh, I think she could have handled today. Um, and I think she could have handled Day's reasoning for voting a little bit better. Uh, and I, I think there's been some unfortunate moments with Nicole Anthony. And I think it would have been better yeah. for her just to not come back this season. Um, it's it's one of those things where, like, they come in a fan favor and now they're leaving with, yeah. like, a bad taste in our mouths. Because my problem with Nicole Anthony, like, I don't want to get into this too much because she'll be dragged for it enough when she gets out of the house. But she is, like, annoyed that Bailey and Devon are voting based off of, like, uh, like um, what they feel is like a moral obligation to keep David in the game as a black man, but then also she's like, "That's so annoying that they're doing that." But then she's using, "You need to keep me because I'm a girl, and there'll be two girls gone." It's like the same thing. Like you're using something to your advantage. That like you can't say don't don't look at that. Don't look at the color of his skin and want to keep him because of that. But keep me because. I'm a girl. Like you contradict yourself when you do that. So, right. And I don't anyway. feel, I don't, I feel like there's a, there's a lot of undertones right now that are not, that make those things not comparable at all. Uh, right. And so, yeah. And it's not for Nicole Anthony to judge and it's not for any of us to judge because we don't know the kind of dilemma uh, that Devon is going through right now. And Amon, uh, Amon, Ad, 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 what's it? Adwin, yeah. Adwin had a great Twitter live today where he kind of explained all of that. So I encourage anyone to go watch that because I was tuning in and he kind of goes over that. And it's just, none of us can be in the heads of Devon right now and kind of the dilemma that she's definitely in right now. Um, we, we just can't, we, we can't imagine it. So I'm not going to sit here and judge her for it. Um, right. So that's Devon was crying over this. Like, Oh yeah. Like, her and Kevin had a good combo. Like bawling. you said earlier. Mm -hmm. I, I, I'm sure it's on YouTube somewhere. Go look at it guys. Yeah. Um, moving on. Let's see. We've been going for a while. I'm an hour 20, which is, which is mm -hmm. pretty good. I'm trying to think if there's like any other big things that we didn't really cover. There's nothing really in the episode that I really wanted to go over anymore, but that's been like that for an hour now. Um, yeah, I don't know. I can't, I'm trying to think the house dynamic. Everyone's against Janelle and Kaser. Bailey and Davon maybe win HOH and keep them safe, but still, <laughs> they could probably be talked into putting them up. Um, that's where that slick six might come into play if Davon or Bailey gets into power, and they just see the majority of people kind of pressure them into putting Janelle and Kaser up. I could see Davon for some reason. I just don't see Bailey doing it. I, 
I think Bailey, maybe she, maybe she doesn't put up like Cody and all them, but she might do like Kevin and, you know, take a middle shot, which is stupid. But um, yeah, I don't know. We've never seen a Davon HOH. We talked about that. <laughs> we, uh, and Davon is the only, is she the only one who never won HOH on her original David. two seasons? And David. Well, okay, duh, David. But, uh, <laughs> um, um, I mean, a David HOH would be the most interesting, but I think that's so far out there in like the realm of possibilities that I don't even know. But in a crapshoot, that's when the, the realm of possibilities really comes into play a little bit. Uh, right. So who I knows? I guess Memphis won his first. So yeah, I guess it's just uh, Davon and David. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I feel like Davon would be an interesting HOH, that's for sure. But I feel like I don't want a David oh, H.O. Enzo. Enzo. He, that's right. Oh, my God. Good point. Enzo only won one veto, and it was the OTAV veto. And he, well, I guess we should say both vetoes that Enzo has won, he's been accused of cheating of on somewhat of a level. Uh, <laughs> robbed. Keisha robbed. I stand by it. Keisha His veto robbed. flew over and knocked over her whole tower. <laughs> <sighs> okay. Um as far as we're concerned tomorrow, Nicole's going home on like a nine to three vote at best for her. Mm. Uh, if nothing else, it'll be 12 to zero. Like, I mean, no, Kevin's already said, I don't think Kevin's going to vote against her. So she'll get one vote. Mm-hmm. So we won't have a unanimous vote tomorrow. And then we'll get a crapshoot of a knockout of an HOH uh, where no one will, uh, no one that we love will actually win. So, uh with that i don't know daniel should we go over anything else i think that's pretty much uh i don't have nothing else all right easy enough for me uh all right thank you guys uh for all of you who joined in the chat if you want to subscribe to this channel if you aren't already that'd be very much appreciated as well as liking this video uh because that helps us out a ton if you want to catch us on Apple Podcasts or any podcast platform, if you're tired of looking at our face every time that we do this, uh, that's an easy way to kind of have us if you are at the gym or whatever you do. If you're just at work and you want to put on a podcast, that's so much easier to listen to us. So I encourage you to do that. Uh, if you want to follow me on Twitter, I'm at Spicy Barrett. If you want to follow Daniel, he's at Daniel Icon Brown. If you want to posthumously follow Roxy Hotman, she is at Roxy underscore Hotman. Uh, you can join our Facebook group where we talk Big Brother 24-7 if you don't have the live feeds or you just want a good place to talk about the live feeds. Uh, that link is also in the description below. Um, what else? I don't think I don't think, I don't think we got anything else to go over. Um, we'll be back tomorrow night after <laughs> the not live eviction to talk about uh, the episode and hopefully get Roxy's thoughts on everything that we talked about tonight. And then we'll also talk about the new HOH and go over everything with that. Uh, again, thank you everyone for watching and we will see you later. Bye.